Welcome to episode 16 of Millennial Money Matters, the show about new financial technologies, why young people should care about them. I'm your host, Ryan Weeks. Today we're looking at Bud. No, not the beer. Bud is a marketplace of financial services products that can be white-labeled by banks. Initially, it was a D to C direct-to-consumer product, but now it's focused almost entirely on ameliorating bank offerings. For this reason, there will be no milli section today because of the way white-labeling works. The banks which choose to skin the Bud product can do so in the absence of any Bud branding, so that it will simply look like a shiny new feature rolled out by the skinning bank. What Bud does for banks is this. It compiles a collection of fintech apps and services covering a wide range of niches, like a kind of fintech supermarket, covering everything from digital mortgage brokers to digital wealth managers, all the way through to currency exchanges. But crucially, it links all of these products together and allows customers to monitor accounts with whichever fintechs they're signed up to in one place without leaving the Bud platform in whatever guise it's taking. Bud allows big banks to integrate fintech services into their offerings very swiftly, satisfying the needs of their evolving customer bases. It's all about allowing banks to optimize user experiences without getting tangled up in the back-end systems that they use, which present all sorts of integration issues. I'm joined now by Jamie, who is Head of Awareness at Bud. Hello, Jamie. How are you doing? Hi, Ryan. Very well. Very well, thanks. Very good. Head of Awareness is, is quite a millennial title, if I may say so. Yeah, I've had quite a lot of feedback uh, recently about it. A lot of people wanting to, me ex- to explain exactly what it, what it means. Yes. Um, but essentially, uh, yeah, I'm Head of Awareness for a company called Bud, which is a financial services um, marketplace, which yes. we kind of white label for, for banks. Uh, and Head of Awareness really means that I kind of take control of all the communications. Uh, I make sure that the right people, the right companies know about what Bud is doing. Um, uh, I kind of deal with all the press and uh, a lot of the event stuff too. Okay, so, so uh, I don't actually have my ringer today, which I've only just realized, so that's somewhat remiss of me. Um, but you, you mentioned white labeling there. Can you just tell us what, what does that mean? I mean, it's a, it's a term that most people are familiar with, but nevertheless. Yeah, so I probably will kind of fall foul of uh, saying a lot of um, taboo and, uh, and you know, business terms in, in, in what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, white label means that we, um, our platform is uh, able to be skinned in different brands. Um, okay. So typically a bank will white label or skin our platform in their branding. So the products and services that they offer looks like they're being offered by, by, by the bank. Okay, so let's go back to basics then. So what is Bud? You know, what is the service that when a bank skins Bud, it's getting and how can it be useful to a young person? So um, when Bud was start, uh, founded, uh, we were looking around the landscape of, of financial services and there were lots of these new cool tech companies who were doing uh, financial services, the likes of TransferWise, Nutmeg, um, you know, and, and a number of others. And for a young person, there are a number of issues. If you wanted to take full advantage of all these new products and services, you'd have to sign up to them all in different places. You'd silo off all of your data into these different companies. And you'd give yourself a bit of a task when it came to managing all of these new products. Although you'd be getting a, a better service from the individual products. The experience that young people and most people are used to is logging into their bank account and doing all of their finance stuff from their app or their, their, their website. Yeah. Uh, what Bud intends to do is to link all of those new products and services, these tech companies that are doing much more for young people and, and, and others, uh, into one place 
and then give the bank the ability to give all of those services to their customers. So no longer do you have to go out and you know, sign up to a company over, over, over here and get the product um, you know, from them and then have another product over there and they're totally separate. Um, yeah. So, the so it's a kind of a financial services marketplace, uh, supermarket style thing, yeah. but specifically for fintech companies. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, and the banks, what's, what's interesting for, for banks is that you know, they, they find it very difficult to innovate quickly and, and get products to customers mm. that are new and, in, and inventive. Uh, and these fintechs are you know, much, much better at doing that. So often the bank is um, you know, leaving their customers behind and not giving them new services uh, you know, that they really want to. So what Bud does is it helps those fintechs and banks partner with each other in, in, a, in, in a very, very quick way so that the banks can deliver services that their customers want mm-hmm. um, and it not take them two or three years to do it. So very briefly then, because I imagine it's quite a broad range, what's the range of service providers that exists within the bud wrapper, if you will? Sure. So we, uh, we pretty much cover the full financial services spectrum. So anything from digital mortgage brokers, the likes of Habito and, uh, and, and Trussell, yep. um, robo-advisors, although they, they don't like to be called robo-advisors. So wealth man- digital wealth managers, the likes yep. of Wealthify, Scalable Capital, uh, Nutmeg. Yep. Um, currency exchange companies, uh, mm-hmm. the likes of World First, uh, World um, uh, Transfer Mate, and, uh, and Currency Fair. Revolut? Or not uh, Revolut because they are a sort of a digital bank themselves. Um, we're having interesting conversations with a number of uh, concurrency exchange companies, some of the some of the bigger names um, as well. So yeah, watch this watch this space for right. for for some of those for okay. some of those companies. Um, and then insurance providers as well is another area that we're that we're that we're looking. That there we're aren't covering. so many insure techs out there, are there? There's no. a, there's a few, but it's a bit, it's been a bit slower as a sector to innovate. A bit slower going, and I think um, what's interesting about insure tech is that the uh, fintech happened first. So, and a lot of the banks are kind of like playing catch up, whereas. The insur- the big insurance providers have almost had a bit of a a bit of a warning shot when it comes to you know these are the kind of things that technology is doing in finance. Yeah. So the insurers, the big insurers, are almost kind of you know making moves already to yeah to, to make that sure that really is an antiquated industry, isn't it? I mean, really is very ancient. I I, I know somebody, for example, who uh, runs around the city. Uh, hand delivering pieces of paper. Yes, uh, I mean I know I, I I know someone who does the same thing, running yeah. across from one firm into Lloyd's with pieces of paper, talking to someone sitting behind a desk, almost you know just put out their cigar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to try and get business. yeah to yeah. try and get policies and negotiate down policies face to face, and then run back across the road to then um, yeah. So it is a very antiquated uh, business, but I think what they've recognised is technology breeds slightly different business models like insurance on demand. You yeah. know, if I'm if I'm at home uh, during the day, if, if I'm a, if I'm a freelancer or I um, or, or I kind of my, my work is based in at home, um, do I need to have kind of a, a very robust insurance plan for while I'm at home? I probably want it to be activated when I'm away on holiday, when things could go wrong and I'm, and I'm, and I'm not there to, you know, whether it's a break in or whether it's a, you know, a um, kind of plumbing issue or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of on-demand service that I think FinTech has, has made banks aware of is something that 
insurers are almost the big insurers are getting ahead of to try and mm-hmm. um, to try and make sure that they don't lose mm-hmm. um, a lot of their a lot of their market share. So so to come back to Bud, then you're probably unique among the guests of this show for many reasons, but also for the fact that you think and you actually want young people to continue using mainstream banks because you just <laughs> want to optimize those banks and make it and, and you know make them better for young people by syncing them up with uh with innovative fintech services yeah i think um i think big banks get bad rep like quite quite um quite a lot i think they don't do themselves any favors don't get me wrong but um i think what they have is these you know these systems that run all of the all of the capabilities of the bank, which are set, which were set up in the fifties and sixties, yeah, and um, you know anything from the fifties and sixties, there's nothing, there's nothing out there that, that anyone would use because it's you know it, it they're just not equipped to deal with the modern the modern day, yeah. Um, but having said all of that, banks are at the center of pretty much everyone's lives, you know, and yeah. and you know across the board, it's the mainstream banks that are that are underpinning a lot of individuals, but also businesses. Yeah. Um, How many banks out of interest are using BUD? So at the minute, we've signed uh, three of the largest uh, banks in the UK right. who, uh, who are looking to, to, to leverage BUD in, in, in some way. And Is it also, easy for them to do that? Because, you know, we talked already just now about the, you know, the sort of legacy tech issues of banks. Is it easy for them to integrate a service like BUD? Yeah, so the what, what kind of separates us, there's a lot of different tech companies who sell software to, to banks. Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of easiest to think about those software companies as supplying different layers of a banking uh, of a banking service you yeah. have the layers right at the bottom who deal with the the heavy kind of back end services that a bank um, a bank provides like the clearing you know clearing of money and things like that yeah. and then if you think uh, about going through that stack right at the top of that layer is their app or their um, their website or you know even their customer service rep yeah um, so and within that uh, within that stack there are a number of different layers bud as a, as, a, as a platform if you if, if you will sits closer to that top layer so um, when we talk about white labeling and, and reskinning in a, in, a, in a in a bank's brand you know that is taking our user experience our designs um, and and the and the, the look and feel of the site and changing those that branding so that it reflects the bank so it's not really touching the the back end system which is the really um, which is the really difficult part to integrate in it sits much more in the middle but closer to that to that top end um, and then the services that we plug in are also kind of you know yeah. within that within that layer so we try as hard as we can to avoid the the back end system of the bank because mm-hmm. integration in, into that area is very very difficult there are some very successful companies out there who are who, who take on that burden yeah um, and you know we good, good you're, luck you're ha- yeah, you're happy we're to happy avoid we're happy to, to, to avoid yeah. that um, and we can deliver a better customer experience, which is which is kind of what we're all about. Yes. Um, we can deliver a better customer experience without really kind of messing around too much with that uh, with that yeah. back end with that back end system. Yeah. Without getting your hands dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so when a customer uses Bud in order to access a different fintech, one of the underlying fintechs within your platform, how do they then manage that service on an ongoing basis? So let's say I got a mortgage out of a trussel or I invested, you know, 10 grand through a scalable capital or something like that. Am I then, uh, you know, I'm then a customer of those firms, but do I manage it all through the Bud platform or do I have then accounts with those firms that I manage with them separately? So it's a a great question. So the way in which we, um, we built this technology was to really give the customer 
and um, you know, and to, to give the customer the ability to use all of these products in one place. Yeah. Um, so the way in which we do that is we link these financial services companies to our company, to our platform using uh, APIs. Now, this is the kind of technology that makes Uber work. It links Google Maps to um, to their software. It kind of connects these two different companies together in a way that's kind of seamless. Yep. Um, and it allows for the the smooth exchanging of, of, of information between, between parties. Um, and we use that technology to link together. Let's just take the scalable capital uh, example. Yep. Um, you know, if you log into Bud and sign up to Scalable Capital, what we the experience that we want to create is you would then use your uh, username and password for Scalable Capital. You log in within the Bud site, um, and it would pull all of the invest all the information on your investments. Um, you know where how your how your portfolio is diversified, um, what your risk setting is without leaving Bud. Without leaving without leaving Bud, yeah. And then you know even if you haven't already opened uh, an account with Scalable. No, this is this is if, this is if you've opened an account with Scalable Capital. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it would we would be linking these services into uh, into the platform. Okay. Do you need to know anything about me as a young user of Bud? Because you know it's not like signing up to a bank, is it? It's more of a, as we described it earlier, kind of a supermarket. You don't necessarily need to know a lot about your shopper. Um, you know, do, do, do I have to sign up and you know give you lots of information about my existing bank accounts, etc., or not really? So the minute there's there's two ways to 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 use the platform. We have the um, a direct to uh, customer platform, which we which is a, which is a beta, which yep. we use to kind of test new features. And that's features. originally what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. which is originally what we what we set out to do, which is where we test our new features and um, and kind of get them ready for um, for a larger rollout to our banking partners. Um, now, when you sign up to that, we just need your name, email address, um, you know, and, and for you to, to set a password. And then from there, you can link your bank accounts and you can start kind of exploring the options of, um, you know, on the, on the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, and then the other way that you can you can kind of engage with Bud is via the banking partners, right? And that would be, uh, you, you know, as a customer, you wouldn't necessarily know that you're using Bud, but you would be exploring a number of different third-party services which are being plugged into your um, to your kind of traditional bank. You know, call it whatever you want. Yeah. It could be a Santander, Barclays, or okay. whoever. And then, of course, they know about you already because you're their customer. Exactly. But so, actually, taking a step back again, so when you use a service through Bud you don't necessarily have to leave Bud. And so you know the name of the service, but you're, you're kind of still a Bud user. But actually, if you're using Bud through, say, RBS, yeah. do you even see the name Bud? Or is it an RBS-branded tool yeah. that, that you know they know it's Bud, but you as the user don't necessarily? Yeah, it depends. I mean, some of the conversations that we're having, um, you know, are fully white labeled, fully skinned as the as as the bank themselves. Other conversations are around a joint venture, um, right? You know, okay. Something that would bear both. Do, uh, do you care? For us, it's about making a better experience, a better banking experience for end users. Um, in 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 each in each sense, uh, getting our technology into the hands of of normal people. You know, not just. The uh, the kind of the fintech and the finance literate in, in in London, but people outside of that ecosystem, you know, getting them to to use something that is just much much help more helpful um, to your you know to to managing your money. Yeah. Um. You know, that's what we're that's what we're trying to trying to do. So whether that's a fully white labeled, whether that's a joint venture, whether that's just our direct product. Um, okay. But is is the standalone uh, service that's currently in beta? Is that going to come to market at some point? 
as a, in its as a bud branded product, it, yes. it won't it won't be a direct. You will not be able to directly sign up to that. As right. A, as so a, that's as just a, a kind of a user testing ground. Yeah, and we like to keep that at uh, you know at kind of a a highly engaged user base. So we onboard people kind of regularly regularly when people um, when other people stop using it. So that's always got kind of around 10,000 people uh, in there using it. Okay. And do you think that a service like Bud, a kind of a, a, you know, a sort of a supermarket, a consolidated view of FinTech, do you think that's important in getting people, particularly young people, because that's the focus of this podcast, to actually uh, take up financial technologies? Um, do, you, like, do you think that you're an important part of sort of mass adoption, if you will? Yeah, I think it, I think it comes down to a lot of, a lot of things. Um, but what Bud tries to do is to take the difficulty out of being well served by financial products. Things yeah. like, you know, when you hear statistics about people not having, you know, a thousand pounds, you know, spare just in case, you know, you're like rainy day fund in case something goes wrong or, um, you know, people who don't have a pension or something that they, you know, they're contributing for their for their future. A lot of these things, you know, with a lot of companies talk about financial well-being and a yes. lot of these, a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these products and services are designed and developed to help people be better in terms of financial well-being um, mm -hmm. and what bud does is it all it tries to automate a lot of those um, you know a lot of those pain points so the fact that setting up a pension is a ball ache you know and I don't really want to go around and do it because I get letters and blah, blah blah and it's just a fucking hassle yeah um, when really at bud what we want to try and do is we want to try and make that process as seamless as possible so when you're in your banking app it's you know a contextual ping saying hey we know that you're not contributing to a pension uh, you know, have you thought about have you thought about something you know something for the future, and then kind of presenting them relevant products and services, so that they can kind of consider it when they're when they're in their banking um, when they're in their banking app. I yeah. think you know those are the kinds of things that we want to try and address um, at a at a young person level. Um, you know, it's about making finance easy because yeah. you know once you aggregate all of these products into one into one place you can do all kinds of clever data analytics and predictive analytics on that on that data to kind of help you you know just in just regular day-to-day decision-making, you know, how much money do I spend on transport? Mm. How much money do I spend on bills? This is whole that... idea of sort of optimizing your personal Exactly, yeah, basically. yeah. How yeah. much money do I spend on bills and is that is that what other people my age and in my mm. location are, are, are spending. Do you intend, do you intend to go beyond finance at some point in terms of providing these sorts of insights? For example, you might provide you know, a link to an energy comparison website or something similar, if you see what I mean. Yeah, so I mean, things like bill switching, um, things like uh, current account switching, you know, all things that we have talked about and considered and, um, you know, all possible within the, within the platform. I think that's what a lot of the a lot of the banks find exciting by a proposition like Bud, which is you, we can be agile. You know, we can plug in a lot of different services in a way that um, in a way that makes an incredibly flexible uh, technology product. Yeah. Whereas the banks can't really do that. Um, so for them to leverage a solution like ours, it means that they can kind of do something a little bit, a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah. And um, yeah. And when you think about it in, in terms like, okay, what, what could it be outside of the realms of, of finance? Then really the, the opportunities are almost endless because, yeah. you know, it can go, it can go from bill switching right the way through to what, you know, a, a, like a personal concierge. Yeah. No, it's certainly a different approach that Bud is taking. And, uh, you know, I suppose one of the things that I've, not become frustrated with, but noted with some curiosity whilst running this podcast is that 
a lot of the digital banks now are doing very similar things. You know, and I know Bud isn't necessarily a digital bank, but you know, you're sort of within that territory. Yeah. Uh, increasingly, they all have the same set of features, and you know, I guess they're going to battle it out over customer experience. But that's quite a, a difficult thing to pin down in terms of saying who's better than whom. So it's interesting to see Bud and uh, and you know some of the new competitors that are sort of coming through in that space now doing something different. I was also going to mention that I I haven't uh, I haven't had to deal with an expletive on the show before. So Clearly, you're very passionate about uh, <laughs> about changing the way that, uh, that consumers interact with banking. I didn't. I, this is a, yeah. it's a millennial show. I know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think you're uh, perfectly within your rights. Um, but uh, so to come on now, Jamie, to the uh, thousand pound question, um, which I which I have given you some forewarning about. Um, if I were to give you a thousand pounds right now, no strings attached, what would you do with that money? Part of me wants to say something really sensible, yep. like have a student loan or, or clear some of the, the, the credit card debt that I have. But I think seeing an extra thousand pounds in my uh, in my account, I probably I'd probably go out on a bit of a spending spree. Right. A bit of a party. Right. Um, some nondescript party, some non basically. Some nondescript. No, I think I think what I would do is um, so I was recently I was recently at a wedding in Florence and it was probably one of the most incredible places I've been. Really, yeah, it's a I great would, place. Yeah. yeah, and I would probably and I'd never been to Italy before, so I would probably spend a thousand pounds trying to plan a, an amazing kind of hostel hopping, Airbnb hopping trip around Italy. Yeah, uh, that would be that would be. Yeah. That would be what I wanted to do, but I mean, if my parents asked, I'd probably say a clear some credit card. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I think that would be, I think the first suggestion would be an excellent <laughs> use of the money. Um, all right, Jamie, look, that was really interesting, and uh, we look forward to seeing more from Bud over the coming uh, weeks and months. Yeah, and if you want to know more about Bud, you can head to uh, thisisbud.com or you can tweet us at this underscore is underscore Bud. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Very good reminder. <laughs> See you later. See you. Thanks for listening. Next time, I'll either be looking at a pensions disruptor or a more old school challenger bank. You'll have to tune in to find out which. Remember that you can subscribe to the show via both iTunes and SoundCloud, and you just should. See you later.